mm-hmm. and I was just like, "Fuck, I need Botox." Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like it's time to start. I always said, and I think I held on longer than a lot of my friends, but like Bones was was still like weaving in and out of the dance floor and like was getting shots and I just I was standing there with Tyler, my best friend who's now married and about to be a father, <laughs> and he's so miserable and I'm like looking around and I'm like this is absolutely fucking terrible. Like I'm we're literally in the corner like getting coats thrown on us, like drinking this $12 drink that should be fucking $2 in this dark sweaty tiny loud obnoxious little fucking upstairs room and i was just like this this finally clicked we're like i cannot enjoy this unless i am blacked out and if i'm blacked out it's going to ruin probably the next 36 hours of my life yes and i'm now at a point where those 36 hours are much more valuable to me than they were four years ago and not to mention this may be too blunt, but like a lot of the main reasons I always loved going to those bars was because you got to meet girls. Like there, there is uh-huh. a plethora of fine-looking women that are mm. also enjoying their lives. But now I looked out in the crowd, and they almost looked like children. <laughs> <laughs> like the amount of women that I saw that I was like, oh, she's probably close to my age. Minimal compared to the amount of women that I saw that probably got in with a fake ID. You know, so like, and I also blame the city of Philadelphia too, because it's not only like my friend's fault, like, like, we'll be like, all right, where do we want to go next? And I don't know. I don't have the answers because like all of the bars that I used to go to, the Frankie Bradleys, the Ladders of the World, the McGillans of the World, like, that's what they're great for. And like, that's Mm -hmm. the next cream of crop that came in, you know, we're, we're old and being pushed out and that's fine. But I need to kind of like reinvent like, okay, if we're going to go out in the city, let's go. Let's let's know these three or four places that we can go to, right. get in, that, sit yeah. down, hear each other talk, get a $15 drink, but that's actually worth $15. Like exactly. Maybe there's a smoke coming out of it or like the ice is like a big sphere compared to like fucking ice chips and the bartender's like spitting in my drink. And <laughs> so that spitting was a revelation. $12 vodka water. Yes, exactly. So that was a revelation I had this past weekend. I I never, and you know this, you've been out in the oh, game, I know. You know, many times. I always love to keep the party going. And I do still mm-hmm. like to do that. Like I would yeah, always same. like to be the last one out. But it has changed for me. Like for me to yeah. leave the bar, Irish goodbye, and go get a pie of pizza and go home and not misbehave or do anything stupid or like is – and it's probably sounds silly, but like it's it's a big change socially for me that I'm glad is happening. I just need to find ways to get everybody else on board because I do think again yep. those nights are those nights are fine once in a while, but it absolutely cannot, it they're can't fun be the every norm. so often. But not, honestly, not even once a month anymore. Mm-mm. Like maybe once Fuck a quarter. No. It's got to be for me. It's got to be like a special occasion. Exactly. Like, yep, I'm with you. I, I'll still always go out. Like I, I I always like to say yes if I can. I think being out and about and social is like a big part of like stimulating your brain mm-hmm, especially totally. for me who works 100% remotely and you know you know doesn't get too much interaction on a a weekly like daily basis on in terms of like the weekdays like I'm as you know very regimented and stuff so I do find that important but I can't like I was tipsy like we had fun at bowling like we were bowling for a while like that was fun like that was an activity 
and there were still drinks involved and stuff. Yeah. But I woke up the next morning and I was still tired because I mm-hmm. went to bed at one. Like you're still tired. I'm still not feeling great. Like you're not feeling like yourself. And so for, for me, that feeling has become almost like I, I know I'm going out. I almost like fear that feeling before I even like get going on the night <laughs> yeah. before. And the scale of like having that feeling be worth it compared to whatever I'm getting into the night before has really started to outbalance um, what it was 18, 24 months ago. Yeah, it's um, it's very different these days. And I am totally with you. I also love to keep the party going and mm-hmm. love the, you know, a good flow of drinks and that sort of thing. But, mm-hmm. you know, going to certain bars anymore, I'm like, mm-hmm. children, absolute children. And like, you know, Neither of us are like Leonardo DiCaprio and just like, you know, ready he's to still, he doesn't even look like he's doing too well. You know he's dating a nineteen year old. Yeah, I saw that's that. that's like It also like why doesn't he get that's more gross. shit? Yeah, why doesn't he get more shit for that? I love Leo, but like Oh same. He's a great actor, but ew. That's like low key yeah, predatory. Little, yeah, it's a little weird. Like for me. I she's agree. been driving for three years. Yeah, it's very strange. And I don't know. Like, give me a nice dinner. Give me a boozy dinner. Yeah. Give me a give me an activity to do with drinking. Yep. Give me a friend's backyard or like house. Mm-hmm. Like the things that were once so appealing to me. No, not just, anymore. It for me to to have that kind of spark again. It, like I said, it's 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 rare. It will happen for sure a few times. Probably like I don't know five to seven times a year like i'll be all right yeah let's go out let's get shit faced let's do whatever but like i used to do that not only every weekend but like a lot of times twice a weekend yeah bounce back and be fine with like spending stupid money and like the crazy thing was we're fine the next day and we're like okay yeah let's go to work a lot of times in office in a suit the next day exactly fine might be stretching it but i was put together enough <laughs> yeah to yeah no job. fair enough same same yeah um, it's a weird revelation but like there's also things i think for me when i first started to realize it like it really clicked into focus this past weekend but when i first started to get the, the sensations of that you know this feeling was coming it was it uh, the feelings i had were sad or were disappointed in myself or like were upset that this chapter in my life was starting to close but now as it's become more into focus, it's almost exciting for what that future is. Like, I, yeah. give me an experience. Give me a travel. Give me, a, like I said, a boozy yep. dinner. Give me a night at Ty and Tori's, like, you know, with their little baby. Like, I mean, yeah. I think those nights will hold more memories of higher importance than going out, getting shit-faced and doing god knows what most likely misbehaving and doing something stupid absolutely and you know yeah sure it's fun um but it's not it's just not as fun as it used to be it's Mm -hmm. really not and i think that's i mean that i think that's a good thing realistically because if like imagine us trying to live like that for our entire like eh. yeah it is crazy that like because some people do like i I mean like Mm, i know I remember when I used to work at Frank, which we've talked about a million times on here. Like I, there was a couple 29, 30 year olds at that time when I was 22, 23 that were like doing all the things that we were doing. And now like, as I'm 28 now, I look back and like, how in the fucking world 
were right. you out? Yo, some people Wednesday are just night? built different. For a hundred percent, there's there's a few names that come to mind. I'm sure there's a few your you know people oh, yeah. that you know that I'm that like still do that. Like they're out mm-hmm. every weekend, Friday, Saturday night, out till two a.m. and like still yeah. living their life. I have a couple of friends that still can do that, and hundred oh, percent. Good for them. Good for them. You, but you it know, ain't me. You know, Boggs. Boggs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A robot. <laughs> yeah. I always tell her every time I see her because she's she's always doing something and like she documents everything she does on social media. So like I always see and like. I always, whenever I see her, and I only see her once, I don't know, once a month, once every other month, and I'm like, how? How are you? How like, are you functioning? Still doing it? Yeah. Um, you know, and it, it's, yeah. It, it, I just wanted to chat about it because it was. It, I think the moment for me was like sitting there, standing there, a little bit drunk, like looking out into the crowd it being so dark so loud like <laughs> like all these lights flashing holding and this terrible drink look looking over at tyler who now is literally married and about to have a kid being like yeah we don't belong here do we no. you know let's no, go get out. let's go get some pizza and get the fuck out of here um so uh well we are back it's been a little while it's been a month i think it's almost been a month to the been day a minute might be actually a little bit more than that. Last episode we released was January 4th, 2023. It is now, if you're listening to us, February 8th, if not later. Um, hopefully your new year is starting off great, and we appreciate you coming back and following and giving us support here on Roll the Credits. We took some time. We had, as I just mentioned, uh, one of our best friends' wedding weekends, which was phenomenal. Tina, great you time. went to Morocco for, what, 10 days? 12. 12 days close enough doesn't matter doesn't matter you got away i did uh and then we took some time as just like a podcast unit to just take a beat and kind of figure out what direction we wanted to go in and and truthfully discuss whether we were going to keep going Uh, and i think what we decided upon was you know we got a lot of juice left in the tank uh we got a lot of a lot of movies to still review, a lot of actors to still discuss, a lot of real life storylines to still talk about. So we are excited to continue this. Not a lot is going to change. We are going to continue with regularly scheduled programming of, of breaking down. You know, we're on episode 113 here with Christopher Walken that we're about to get into. But I mean, there's still dozens and dozens of people that we haven't gotten into, let alone any type of big name repeats that we wanted to do. But mm-hmm. What we've promised ourselves, and more so you guys, uh, especially the you know kind of uh, consistent listeners, uh, consistent followers, is that we really want to do a better job at you know broadcasting what we're talking about through you know social media as the main avenue, but then also you know not just kind of falling into a sludge of doing the same thing week in and week out. So. We have a couple of things that we got, you know, wanted to announce. Um, Tina, what was the the first one that we wanted to talk about? So we're going to have uh, a monthly episode. Um, if you guys follow us on social, uh, we have done a Final Cut Friday. Um, we're actually going to turn that into a quick episode. Um, it will ideally be coming out the final Friday of each month. And it's just going to be us talking about some additional movies that we've watched um, in that time period. Um, and, you know, it'll be a quick episode, probably like 30 minutes or so. And 
um, hopefully get you guys uh, some ideas for, you know, your next movie night or whatever. Um, different idea, uh, different movies that you guys want to see. Um, but yeah, we thought that turning that into an episode uh, would be nice and, you know, change things up a bit. Um, and again, ideally, there'll be a bit more current than, mm -hmm. you know, some of the movies that we are watching um, for the episodes, um, just in terms of like, you know, it's not based off of an actor, so we don't have to like, you know, go back and pick something from 2006 mm -hmm. or that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, so we're looking forward to that. Um, we both actually have uh, AMC movie passes, we're A-listers, yes. so um, we frequent the movies these days. Um, yeah. So, you know, again, like, we want to share it and talk about what we watch. Um, and, you know, we hope you guys listen to that, uh, enjoy that, and, you know, hopefully find a movie that you're interested in seeing as well. Yeah, one of my favorite things is when people, honest to God, when, when people ask me, like, what movie should I watch? I literally love giving I people. I love that question. Because I now, like, I get to go back to a literal list and give mm -hmm. them, like, the rating I gave it and why I gave it that rating or whatever. So, Anything that we're doing on the Final Cut Friday episode is at least a 7.0 or higher. Um, and like Tina said, usually more recent movies. I mean, definitely some ones will sneak in there that you know we haven't seen that might be classics or that we wanted yep. to watch. And we're going to try to to spread out the the genres and not just make it just movies that are in theaters. Like if you guys don't want to go to theaters, but we thought it would be a good you know kind of little monthly episode because. You know, nowadays there's at least once or twice a month where you're like, all right, it's a movie night, and then you're scrolling through Netflix or Hulu for 45 minutes to an hour, not knowing what to watch. And it's something that you can listen to on the podcast and be like, oh shit, I'm gonna write this down because you know they thought that X, Y, and Z was 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 super good. Um, or you just again go to our social and follow along. So we were excited to do that. That's gonna come out every uh, the last Friday of every month, and the first one will be dropping on. February 24th, the first Final Cut Friday uh, podcast episode will be on February 24th. And then we also wanted to announce um, we're going to be doing our first ever, which is kind of crazy. We definitely should have done it in years past yeah. because it's my favorite event. Uh, it, it's obviously award season. The Grammys were just this past weekend. We've had People's Choice Awards. We've had, I, th the, I think the Tonys have happened already too. I think I think the Oscars might be the only one left. Um, so we are going to be doing an Oscars show. The Oscars is Sunday, March 12th, and we're going to record a show and release that on March 10th, that Friday before, so that you guys can listen to it. Me and Tina have made a promise to ourselves, which is something that I usually do anyway, but the major five categories of the Oscars, which are obviously best actor, best actress, best supporting actor and actress, and uh, best picture. Uh, we have made a promise to watch all of those movies that are nominated. A lot of fucking movies. A lot of fucking movies. Uh, they've expanded the field of best, best picture to 10 recently. So that is some of the main reasons that we have a lot of movies to watch. However, we are going to do it in the next, I think we got like 32 days to, to do it, um, so that we could talk about all of it. Give our predictions of who we think is going to win, who we want to win. Uh, we'll rate all of the movies that we've seen. It'll be a fun little show. Because um, it's going to be a fun, uh, it's going to be a fun award show this year for sure. Got a lot of really cool storylines of people that haven't been nominated in a long time or ever. People like Brendan Fraser for The Whale, 
um, and a lot of others as well. So Jamie Jamie Lee Curtis is nominated. She's never been nominated before. So there's a lot of great little storylines, and we'll try to cover all of that on our Oscars show, which, again, will release March 10th before the Oscars on Sunday, March 12th. And we're going to continue to try to keep that trend up of different shows. You know, obviously, like we said, we'll have that Final Cut Friday once a month, but we'll try to pepper in some other unique shows and, and do a little bit better at getting some guests on, you know, whether that be friends of the show that we know or friends of the show that we don't, uh, or even if we can get lucky and, and get, get an actor on here because some, you know, it's probably forgotten, but when it was COVID and we didn't have much else to, to focus on, me and Tina were little salespeople sending yeah, out, uh, back in the day, we, uh, out dozens we did of it up. messages on LinkedIn and we got three no, legitimate on actors Instagram, on Instagram, not LinkedIn. Oh, sorry. I was just thinking about <laughs> that. okay. You're, yeah, you are. On Instagram. Uh, we obviously had Colin Shit, Moss. Shit, if that doesn't show our age. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we had Colin Moss. We had Allison Page. And we had Adam Pally. So, never know. We can get somebody back on here. We would love it. But that's what to look forward to on Roll the Credits in the future. Like I said, we're going to be a lot better on social media. Um, we told ourselves if we you know, kind of let ourselves slip again. You know, we don't know if we'll be able to get back up on the horse. So we have a lot of juice left that we want to give, a lot of movies left to watch. It'll always be a part of my life. So we might as well continue talking into the mic about it as, as long as we're watching movies, right? Hell yeah. Alrighty. Episode 113, Christopher Walken. We'll start with Tina on what she watched. And yeah, back to back to regular scheduled programming. Let's get into it. So I'm going to talk about two things um first off i started watching a movie that um christopher walken was listed as the second credit in um on imdb and uh as i was watching i was like where the fuck is christopher walken um Mm. and he was hardly in the goddamn movie so i'm sitting there and i'm like well shit this is stupid um it was a decent movie i'll give it that um it was killed the irishman from 2011 Um, So I was going to talk about that, but I recently watched Severance, and I decided to pivot, and we're going to talk about Severance, um, which is on Apple TV right now. Um, It's starring Adam Scott, Britt, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Shaking the rust off. I am, shaking the rust off. Uh, There's a lot of it. (laughs) Um, Adam Scott, Britt Lower, Zach Cherry. Tramel Tillman, Jen Tulock, uh, I think it's pronounced Dyken, Dyken, D-I-C-H-E-N, no, I don't know how to say it, I don't know how to say it, Lockman, um, Michael Chernis, John Tuturo, and Christopher Walken, Patricia Arquette, I'm not gonna name everybody, but you get the gist, um, and... It was, I was a fan. I was a fan. I know, Kelpin, that you've seen it. Um, I've only seen the beginning of it. It just wasn't for me, but I do. Oh, you I, didn't actually finish it? No, I, I didn't like it that much. But um, Okay, okay. I'm aware that it's it's a me thing and that I'm in the, uh, you know, kind of minority for sure. Okay. Um, well, anyways, so Adam Scott's the lead and he plays a character, Mark. Um, and basically, Mark leads a team of office workers whose memories have been surgically divided between their work and personal lives. Um, So once they get into work, they don't remember anything about their personal life uh, while they're at work. But once they leave work, they also don't remember anything about work. 
as soon as they're out in the real world, per se. Um, I wonder what your question's going to be. <laughs> I know. Um, and basically what starts to happen is a colleague appears outside of work to at Mark's house. Um, and basically kind of pushes him in the direction of discovering what they actually do at their company called Lumen. Um, it was, I loved it. I loved it. I thought it was great. Um, it was mind bending. It was, it was interesting. It was a little slow at times for sure. Um, but I honestly overall really enjoyed it. I thought that the concept was very interesting, um, and, and a little bit different than, you know, what we've been seeing, um, in terms of limited series. I, well, there's going to be a second season, so I guess I can't really call this a limited series. Um, but yeah, it was definitely a little bit more sci-fi kind of, um, and like a psychological kind of thing, very utopian, dystopian type deal, um, going for the the utopian ideal of us essentially being able to compartmentalize, um, but kind of turning into this dystopian kind of cringy sort of future, if you will. Um, so IMDb gave it an 8.7, uh, and it got a 97% on Rotten Tomatoes. Damn. Yeah, yeah. High praises for sure. IMDb, um, it's so weird. They love great television shows. Like, if you look yeah. at IMDb scores of great movies, they're never as high as, like... No. They're never strange. as high as TV. I agree. I think that's interesting as well. Um, I'll definitely be watching the second season of this. Um it, it really left you with a cliffhanger. There's certainly no way that I could not watch it. Um, oh, it's not out. I thought the second season was out. I don't know why. I don't think it is. I mean, the last time I checked, which was like a week and a half ago, it wasn't. Mm. Um, anyways, uh, I gave it an 8.5. Oh, my god. It's great. I love it. But, like, it's not, like, touching the nines for me. It's, like... 8.5 is hella high. Hella it high. is hell high. I will say though, I also really, really, really love a good TV show. So I'm with IMDb on that. I always rate TV shows higher, um, and I think that's honestly because I get more content out of it. You invest um, much more time into a TV show, so I guess that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So that's sort of where I'm coming from. Um, if it were a movie, uh, I don't think I would rate it as highly, to be honest. Um, I think it's harder to have a higher rated movie than a higher rated TV show, in my opinion, because of the time constraint of a movie versus mm. an entire yeah, season sense. of that makes sense. something. Mm. Um, I mean, movies at most are like three and a half hours. It's weird because we have like, I feel like we sometimes we're seeing like movie run times and you're like, fuck, why is this movie two hours and 45 mm -hmm. minutes? But like on a limited series... Like, one of my favorite shows I've ever seen was season one of True Detective. Like, that's technically, so like, good. eight and a half hours of yeah. content. But if that was into a movie, I would be like, what the fuck is going on, you know? So it is, like, exactly. a weird thing with your brain. I guess it's because you're 
in a movie, you have to sit in in essence, at least in the theater and take it all in in one sitting compared to right. TV. You're expected to take it in in chunks. Episodes, yeah. if you will. <laughs> Episodes are fun. Um, anyways, yeah, so obviously my question to you is, would you like <laughs> to be severed? Oh, man. it's. I feel like it's a very topical question. Right now, yes, I would love <laughs> to be severed. Okay. Um, I think for me, it, 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 you know, joking aside, it, that's what it would come down to. There's been times where, like, my job has been tied so closely to my social life and times where I, like, looked forward to going into the office or looked forward to going to work because things were going well. But I think it also, like, depends on your job, too. Like, for me, I'm in a sales job, so it's a very up-and-down type of relationship that I have with my job at all times. Right. You know, it's, it's, it's high stress. It's, it's high risk. It's high reward. So when things are going well, I'd be like, no, fuck no, I'd love to tie those two things together. Mm-hmm. But when they're not going well, I would love to sever them. Um, so I, I think it's it's hard for me to like answer that in a blanket statement. All I can answer is where I'm at right now. Yeah. And I would so love to be severed. I would love it so much because the stress of my job has definitely impacted when I leave the quote unquote office or when I shut the computer right. down. Right. So to not have that happen, that would be great. But you asked me a question eight months ago, I'd be like, fuck no. I love the feeling and the high that mm-hmm. work has given me when I shut the laptop because it's going so well. So I think maybe it's different because my line of work is a little bit more not stressful. Obviously everyone's job is stressful in different ways, but just more, you know, risks, risk first reward, you know, that, you know, compared to a job where, you know, you have a, a set kind of, I guess, responsibility and, and a set salary and, and things like that. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, I'm kind of in that same boat with you. I think it depends on what I'm doing. I think with my current job, sure, or I'd love to be severed. Um, <laughs> I would prefer to not think about my job ever outside of work. Um, mm-hmm. I would love if people stopped asking me about it. Like... <laughs> I think it's so weird that that's just, like, a common conversation that we have. Like, like one and of the like, most common conversations. When you yeah. don't know somebody, I feel like that's, like, what, your second question now that we're older? Like, oh, what right. do you do? And I'm like, what? Why are we talking about this? I would, like, you know, if you – I think it's different depending on what field you're in. I can more understand, like, someone who's in nursing or a doctor or healthcare mm-hmm. because – that you're like emotionally tied to mm-hmm. in a different kind of way. I yeah. personally don't feel as if people are emotionally tied to finance jobs in that kind of way. Maybe they mm-hmm. are. I don't know. That'd be really shocking to me, frankly. <laughs> um, well, finance bros for sure. On, on yeah, well, that's true. Yeah. That, I just, that's their whole identity. It is. You're right. You're right. I, I think... I think I'm just so beyond the point where I would ever decide to make my job my entire identity that Mm -hmm. I am confused when people want to talk about work. I'm like, Mm -hmm. we're, we're not at work. Why are you, why do you want to discuss this? Yeah. 
and you know, I, there are people that are definitely passionate about their jobs and I respect that and I will absolutely talk with them about it and I will ask them question after question about their job. I just mm-hmm. don't really want to talk about mine because I don't feel that way and, yeah. you know, I don't need to, you know, be like... Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it puts me in an awkward position, honestly. It kind of feels like at times because... I'm not, like, excited to talk about my job. So, like, when I do, I don't really want to fake the excitement. Like, mm-hmm. but I also don't want to be a Debbie Downer when they were just, like, you so stoked. You'd just rather not at... talk about it. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. So, I think that's very interesting that it's something that we talk about so frequently. Um, mm. And that that's what people just ask you when they see you to catch up. They're like, so how's work? Yeah, I do it. Like I'm a, I I am a you know, a, a, I guess I'm trying to think. I think I do it with people that like I'm even like somewhat friends with. It's not just strangers. Like I think somebody that I haven't seen in a little while like how's work? How's how's But I'm I'm with you. I think it's so circumstantial. I think I agree. The field that you're in like you mentioned, and I also think the hierarchy of where people are in in their life is where work yeah. and your career will fall, right? Mm-hmm. So for people this is just as an example but i'm sure and this is me speaking i don't know but i'm sure for tyler and tori work probably feels a little bit lower on their (laughs) list of things that they're tying their identity to than it might for somebody else and for me like i like i said I've, i've been in a spot where like when i worked at frank i felt like that was that was my identity and right. that wasn't even because I was good at my job. That was just like the social component. That's where a lot of my friends were. Like I was spending eighty hours a day, eighty hours a week with with eighty hours these, a day these people. So like, right? But, and yeah, that's so different. But like for me now, like I'm much better at my job, much more successful. But I don't necessarily feel like I feel like my identity and the hierarchy of my job has distanced you know, from me even, right. you know, that it was four years ago. I, I don't, I hope that I'll never be somebody that's like super tied to like their job. Like I would always like to hope that social obligations, family, romantic obligations, like, you know, all of those things I hope will forever trump my job. And yes. I, I, I can't imagine a different way you know the only way would be if this somehow turned into like my career like if i somehow hung up the sales coat and was like fuck it let's let's go let's go do the the radio thing i think that's the only way we're like that would then become an identity because that's a perfect example of like okay well that has to be something you talk about because you're on the radio <laughs> like yeah. you're a public person if you will you know mm-hmm. yeah that'd be nice if anyone's out there listening and uh, wants to give us that opportunity, please let us know. I actually looked. Hopefully my employer doesn't listen to this. I actually <laughs> looked. Yeah, I guess it doesn't matter if they do. But I looked for the first time. So that when I was out of college, there was this site um, that I had bookmarked to my phone. And I guess it saved forever. It was like radiojobs.net or something crazy. Mm-hmm. And I would always look and apply through there. Like that's where I would send my reel to. It would post like all these local radio stations across the country of like, okay, do mornings on 91, seven Cleveland or something ridiculous. Right. Like that's what they would post. Like we're looking for a host for four to 6 AM week, weekdays, uh, in Bumblefuck, Texas. 
And I mm-hmm. just took a look at that like a month ago for the first time since I decided against it. Just to like peek and see like if there's anything in Philly or like what it was looking like out there. Just like uh, just trying to like look around um, and brought back some memories. Piqued your imagine curiosity. If I, imagine if I just was like, you know what? I'm good with this career. Let's let's go restart that one. That'd be wild. That'd be I'd love it. That'd be great. But I mean, yeah, you would. You'd got... get back into that eighty hour a week kind of hustle and Yeah, it's unfortunate that uh people got bills to pay and the first uh, decade of radio doesn't usually pay them. <laughs> um, bills are stupid. Eight point five? Eight five, lock that baby in. Eight five and a little bit of a cheat on the first episode back. Love it. Ooh, I don't like that. I watched the entire movie. <laughs> did you? So I did, what yeah. Did, I did. What did you rate it? Um I would rate it a six nine. Oh, that's your favorite score. That's one of that them. That was yeah. a sexual innuendo, that was literally the one that she says the most. How do you say that? Right, very just, often. I just wanted to clarify that I wasn't being dirty. Um, Thank you for that. You're welcome. Okay, uh, just quick update. Also, we're recording right now on Tuesday night, and LeBron James has 20 points with a minute left before halftime, which puts him 16 away from breaking the all-time NBA record, which I'm assuming he will do. That is my guess right now, as you're listening in the yeah. future, that he's the new all-time uh, scoring champion. 16 oh, points in the second quarter, he does it. Or the second half. No, oh, you're wearing your LeBron James Cleveland t-shirt, so. I am. Um, Let's go, baby. I own uh, a uh, Kobe t-shirt and a LeBron t-shirt, and those are the only non-Sixer basketball items in the NBA that I own. I do have WNBA stuff, too, but that's mm. different, so. I have an Allen Iverson high school jersey. I think that's the only non-technical Sixers thing I have. Yeah, but he was a Sixer, so, like. Mm. Actually, yeah. I have one other one. I just can't remember. Oh, I have a Steph Curry high school jersey. Too, oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, all right, Christopher Walken. So, I watched a movie where he was listed number two on the call sheet, and he was number two on the call sheet. That's awesome. So, from 2012, called The Last Quartet. This movie starred Philip Seymour Hoffman. This movie starred Christopher Walken, Catherine Keenan. Those are the three main names that you would know. Um, and the movie was about this quartet of extremely esteemed musicians. Okay. Which included a first chair violin, a second chair violin, a cellist, and a viola. Which what about a viola? I don't know if viola is the same thing as a violinist, just it is not. Dif- different because she's a woman, or if it, the no. instrument is different. The, is instrument the instrument is different, different yes. Yeah. Interesting. Um, I don't be- I don't know this for, for certain, but I can't imagine that Christopher Walken, Philip Seymour Hoffman, and Catherine Keenan were playing this beautiful music for real, although they did a Likely very good not. job at making it look like they did if they weren't. So they are this uh, quartet that has been what seemed to be one of the most famous musician groups for the last 25 years that they've been together. They all studied at Juilliard. They 
go around the world touring. They seem to all be very rich. I know that because in the beginning they auction off a violin and one of them um, buys a $25,000 violin for oh, cool. their, their daughter. So I have to imagine they make pretty good money. That's nice. Can you imagine um, spending $25,000 on an instrument? No, I definitely can't. I can't even imagine spending that on... Anyways, please go on. So, Robert, Peter, Jules, and Daniel are the names of the quartet. Uh, Christopher Walken plays Peter, and he's the cellist. And early on in the film, this isn't spoiling anything, you you find out that his wife has passed away, and he took about a year off. And he's much older than the rest of them. Pretty much what happened is he had a quartet before that he played with Jules' mom. But Jules' mom died while giving birth to Juliet. And when she died, he left the, the group. Um, he then was asked back when Juliet, you know, he became really close to Juliet, helped, you know, kind of have her, helped her grow up pretty much, you know, kind of over, you know, kind of help, you know, kind of raise her. And he joined. So he's much older. But early on in the film, he is diagnosed with Parkinson's, which as you can imagine, makes playing the cello at an esteemed level impossible. impossible. Yeah. So the rest of the film, honestly, is about nothing. It was at an hour and 45 minutes of very predictable storylines that at the end of it I was going, I don't really understand what I just watched because it, it felt like it was just like a normal, like, I don't know. It just felt like I was like, it felt like that really happened. It felt like, Oh, there was this esteemed quartet that played together for 25 years. The oldest member of the quartet played the cello, got Parkinson's cause he was so old, had to step away. And that was it. Hmm. Very strange. Like um, a news story. Yeah. Almost like kind of felt like a documentary almost. Um, so I don't like that. Like I, I, I watch a lot of movies and I try to predict in my head kind of what's going to happen. But at no point when I watch a movie do I want to be like, oh, I guessed 95% of everything that happened <laughs> right. in that film. Because that shouldn't happen. Um, acting was great. Obviously, Philip Seymour Hoffman, Chris Walken, and Catherine Keenan are all you know top-tier actors. Um, but I don't know. It just felt extremely flat to me. And I think the best part of it was the music was pretty beautiful to listen to. IMDb gave it a 7.1. Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 76%. Uh, I gave it a 6.4. I just okay. straight up disagree. That's just kind of what it comes down to. I disagree with both of those scores. It just wasn't for me. And throughout the film, things pop up. You know, an affair. So I guess I should backtrack. I'm sorry. Jules and Pete and uh, Robert, Philip Seymour Hoffman and Catherine Keenan's characters are married and they have a okay. daughter, okay? Who the other violinist, Daniel, trains. Okay? Okay. I don't like to spoil movies. I'm going to fucking spoil it because it's so obvious no one's ever going to watch this. <laughs> Robert cheats on Jules with some okay. very attractive woman that he runs in the park with. Just far too attractive to make it even believable because Philip Seymour Hoffman was kind of gross in this movie and their daughter who they are obviously best friends with daniel they've all been in this fucking quartet for 25 years starts fucking daniel so like he's hooking up 
with their daughter who is i would assume she's like i don't know in college probably 12 to 15 years younger than daniel who daniel has known since i would have to imagine she was born because they've been definitely together before they were she was born but again all of that's very predictable you could literally tell that was going to happen so easily and so that's kind of the main storylines of friction um an affair and a weird disgusting thing that shouldn't happen my question to you is as your face is filled with disgust yes it is could you work with your husband for 25 years so in essence your entire life is built around this quartet your daughter is now trying to become an esteemed musician and you are literally touring the world with your husband living with your husband raising your daughter who's doing the same thing you're with them every waking moment of every waking day no absolutely not one i think that's unhealthy personally if someone can do that i'd be so impressed so impressed but you absolutely cannot spend every waking minute with one human um and i think the amount of divorces during covid goes to show that Mm. um not shitting on anyone who got divorced during covid that sucks and i'm really sorry um but i i do think that that goes to show like it is unhealthy in a sense but not everyone got divorced so honestly just forget that i said that forget it forget it forget it forget it forget it um shit on everybody they got married and go which was so many people it was so many people um okay personally no i would go insane because there is not a single human being that i can imagine spending that amount of time with at all i mean it's it's literally every waking second pretty much it's every waking second of your life what What they showed is that they practiced four days a week for like four hours a day they then toured around the world for like seven of the 12 months out of the year so they're obviously like traveling together staying in the hotel together playing together practicing together and then in the off season quote unquote the five months they're doing the normal daily you know raising their children and then also still practicing i would assume so this really scene in the extreme of me i need to remember that i'm on a podcast (laughs) and not just no, it's is unfiltered. Um, but there's a scene in the movie where he tries to make her coffee and like in the morning and, and tries to, you know, have some sexy time. And she's just like, get the fuck off of me. Like they're probably together for the past million days in a row. I just have to imagine that the spark and the excitement and the, you know, kind of surprise of, you know, yeah, of, of no fault of either off. of them, it would just be impossible no, yeah. for them to like. It know. would so be. I'm not condoning the fact that he obviously had an affair, but I have to imagine right. the leading force behind it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. If you have no time apart as a couple, I just think God's so unhealthy. Like, I would feel so trapped. Yeah, exactly. It'd be a trapping feeling. It'd be. I mean, even if you're just with, like... I'd probably jump off a bridge. <laughs> same. Like, even when I'm with my family for, like, two weeks, oh even though I have time to, like, 
Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, you also have I'm time like, to yourself oh, in those situations. I know. I can't. Like, it's hard. It is hard. And I love and adore my family. I love and adore them. I truly do. But we we can't live together. We cannot do that. It's hard. No. Yeah, there's no, there's nobody. Like, my family, my best friends. No. I would murder you within... Same. Three days. <laughs> Same. I might murder you within two. Yeah, I'd, that'd probably be more like it. But yeah, yeah, I don't think. And then, like, thinking back on like past relationships, if I was in a situation where I had to be with them for twenty four seven, it it one of us would have died. I think. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, when my brother came home during COVID, um. We were, <laughs> it was actually, it was summer 2021. So, you know, it was still COVID, but like, I don't know, it wasn't 2020. Um, we were all sitting there, like having a dinner together and stuff. And we looked at each other and we were like, so who do you think would have killed who first mm-hmm. if we all were stuck quite quarantining together? Because like, that absolutely would have happened. Like, there's just no shot it wouldn't have. And it was me, my mom, and my brother having that discussion. And we were all just kind of like, well, I think we might have, like, killed dad first. Like, you know, that kind of thing. Um, but, yeah, yeah, like, oh, my God. Like, I know it was hard enough for my parents to, like, have to be together 24-7. And, oh, like, yeah. people that are married already and have been married for a long-ass time. And, damn, I just, I can't imagine. <laughs> I can't imagine. Yeah, I think we're on the same page here because I have so much respect for for marriages, just normal marriages that like last Absolutely. forever. Like because I, you know, how I feel like I I I I don't think as a species we were necessarily meant to be monogamous forever. Like it's just I mean, yeah. I, I'm not well, saying I'm against I mean, monogamy, but like right, that's right. just kind of how I f- feel about like well, and to be our fair, we also being wired used to live for like a fraction of the time that we do now Mm -hmm. so i think that makes a huge difference i think i learned about all that eggs recently oh yeah about the eggs like that you were inside of your grandmother at one point okay please please. that's i I don't want the russian doll theory to be brought up again um (laughs) but yeah like they said like the reason that a birth is geriatric at 35 or older is because back in the day, like women would be getting pregnant at like this 12 second, you know, whenever they had their womanhood moment, you know, like their period, Jesus Christ, just fucking say it. <laughs> whenever they had that moment, <laughs> like they would say be, it. They, whenever they had their first experience, they would say it. Then, um, they would, do you want like, me to yeah. say menstruation instead? Please don't say menstruation. We're still podcasting here. I know. Whenever the women would get their first period, they would Thank you. then get pregnant pretty much shortly after. So, like, that's why I was like, how could it be geriatric at 35? But because now, like, the common age, I would have to assume, is probably closer to, like, late 20s that, you know, women are getting pregnant. So things have just changed and evolved so much that, yeah, being together for 50 years just in a normal marriage seems just insane. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll lock that in. The last, the late quartet, sorry, the late quartet, uh, not recommended. 
extremely predictable and, and boring, pretty much. But if you like that type of music, whether they're really playing it or not, I have no idea. I highly doubt it. It is, you know, kind of insulated throughout the entire film and is quite beautiful. But uh, 6.4 is what I'll lock that in um, at. Cool. Uh, all right. Well, we will go over to Tina for this week's good news story of the week. All right. All right. All right. I actually forgot to ask you in prep if you have one. Do you have one? <laughs> is that what I was wondering if you were looking at your phone? Um, um, I do movie. now. Mm. So... Oh, this is actually really sad. I'm not going to read this. <laughs> I just put, I honestly. I don't think there's any, any good news I can share um, that I recently read. It's all the great things going on. Um, I was looking while we were talking, but I'm going to be so honest. A lot of them are really boring. Mm. Or, oh, here, this one's kind of fun. The couple who shares a birthday welcomed their first baby on their birthday. Oh, I fucking hate that. I kind of do too, but I would be so pissed if I was. I would be so pissed if I was married to someone who had my birthday. It's my fucking. For the Scott family, December eighteenth is a big day. Cassidy and Dylan Scott, a married couple from Huntsville, Alabama, just happened to have the same birthday. (laughs) We get it. They have all the same birthday. I don't think you need to give us their personal details. For a couple to have their baby on their birthday is a 1 in 133,000 chance. They should play the lottery. They should. I also found out recently that I I was hoping that Tyler's baby, was Tyler's baby, could be born on my birthday. Because the due date's right around there. Is that May 15th? Yeah, I didn't know there was a 10-day limit that she couldn't wait past. So it's impossible. For, yeah. my baby, for that baby, my baby, for that baby to be born <laughs> on my birthday. Yeah. So, I was pretty upset to hear that. I'm so sorry. Maybe we'll be birthday buddies. Although, they told me there's no way that's going to, it's going to be by like a week and a half before. Yeah, probably. You might not even be Gemini buddies. Yeah, I also thought that. It's probably what... good for the baby. I think the Gemini cutoff is like pretty close to my birthday. I think it's in the twenties. Right? Well, you start that time. I start Gemini. I'm not yeah. on the twenty sixth though. I don't think. I think it's no, like no, 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 no. But 20th, like the start yeah. of yeah. the Gemini yeah, yeah, yeah. is around that time. What's before Gemini? Taurus. Yeah, Taurus. Is that better than Gemini? Um, no. Not necessarily. Is a Gemini? Is a Gemini boy different? Than a Gemini girl. No. Or no. There's no. like the same thing. Gemini. Okay. So with Zodiac signs, you're like generally, you have these like traits that are similar in your like that time or whatever. So the traits are, it, it doesn't, gender doesn't really play a role in it. Mm. So me I'm and sure... you, if we were both Geminis, it would be the same thing to both of us. Yeah, yeah, we'd be more similar. But, like, I think that it's also – so it's also dependent on your rising and um, on your moon. And, like, so you're technically three things. You, sir, are – let me pull it up because I know it. 
which is a little embarrassing. Um, so, okay, so you have three different things based yeah, you on your have, birthday. Yes. Um, you're a Gemini. Mm-hmm. Your moon is um, a Sagittarius, and so are all other are all other Gemini's Sagittarius moon. No. Uh, so what is it's that? It's dependent based upon? on where you were born and the time of day. How the fuck do you know? Have we gone through this already? Yeah. I think we did go through this. Yeah. Oh wow! And what's the other one? The rising. What is that based on? Um, you're a rising Taurus. And what is that based um, on? The same thing. Like, it, that, it's all based on your birth chart. So I'm a Gemini with a Sagittarius moon and a rising Taurus? Yes. Is that good? I, I mean, I don't... Like, it's not someone good told, or bad. Someone told me I was crazy because I was a Gemini recently. Yeah, Geminis are known to be a little wild. So are Aries. Aries are fucking nuts, and it's about to be Aries season, so look out, bitches. As we both talked about at the beginning of this podcast, how we want to go to bed earlier and not be out <laughs> and about. Um, and then we're like, oh yeah, we're going to kill right. people this season. Okay, well, let's anyway. Go, let's go to the wheel before we talk about Please. COVID divorces and murdering people. <laughs> All right, let's spin it. We need to reload this wheel, Tina, next time. Okay. Oh, yeah. I feel like we've already fucking done this. Wow, we're highly compatible. In, like, multiple areas of life. All right. If the wheel's right, that means we haven't done this person. So I'm going to trust it. Um, He's the next star, in my opinion, point blank, period. He just is the next Leo. He's the next star. Timothy Chalamet? Mm Mm-hmm. That's him. Did we... I'm not convinced that we did not do Timothy Chalamet. We didn't. We did Tom Holland. Yeah, I just looked in. Um, Yeah, so we're going to be looking into him. He's the next franchise face of Dune. He's a sex icon to women, I think. Um, Is that false? I mean, I don't know. I think he looks like a scrawny 18-year-old boy. but... But you like Harry Styles. Yeah, but Harry Styles doesn't look like an 18-year-old boy. I feel like they look exactly the same without that. Timothy just doesn't have tattoos, I feel like. Oh, Harry has, like, facial hair sometimes. No, Harry's so... Okay, I'm not even having... Harry's so much Anyway, people definitely find him attractive, I'd have to, I I think. Um, I'm not one of them, but yeah, I'm sure people do. And so he's the franchise face of Dune. He's going to be the next Willy Wonka... He's done some really great stuff recently. I just watched him in a movie called Beautiful Boy. Um, he was fantastic in that. And, yeah, I think I've seen a lot of his work, to be honest. I'll be interested to see things that I haven't seen him in. Um, but I think he's going to be in a Hollywood staple for a long, long time. We've seen a lot of stars beginning to usher out just of age. I mean, Brad Pitt said he's in the final quarter. Leo's said a few things where, you know, he's – picking his projects you know carefully i haven't seen matthew mcconaughey in a film that wasn't animated in like five fucking years i feel like mm-hmm. um you know so we got you got you know new cream of the crop coming in and i think chalamet is definitely one of those new staples so we'll look into that next week we're back to regular scheduled programming here on roll the credits we're excited for final cup fridays for social media for the oscars also want to give a shout out to viola davis 
become the 16th ever EGOT. Uh, Hell yeah. Past weekend's Grammys deserves it. She's fantastic in everything that she does. She's genuine to, to her core. Um, I was really excited to, to see her be able to, to snatch that up. So, uh, yeah, that's it for me. Um, as always, I'm Ryan. And I'm Tina. And we will see you next week on episode 114 of Roll the Credits with Timothy Chalamet. 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 Timothy Chalamet.